Your eyes and your vision are under attack, damaging blue light from the sun. Your phone, your computer, your tablet, even light bulbs and car headlights is constantly bombarding you. The good news is our eyes actually already have a line of defense to counter the effects of blue light. This defense is made up of three pigments called carotenoids. MacuHealth with Micromycel, the only supplement with the exclusive patent on all three macular carotenoids and Micromycel technology. Do your patients know what presbyopia is? There are people who are afraid of the press. Have you talked to your patients about multifocal contact lenses? I've heard the bifocal, but not, right, multifocal. Exactly not multifocal. Do you need help with your multifocal strategy? Learn more at the conclusion of this episode. The All Eyes Visual All VRP is a portable vision testing platform that includes visual fields, acuity, color vision testing, pupillometry, and extraocular motility. The visual leverages virtual reality, artificial intelligence, and augmented technologies to enable eye care providers to test for and monitor common eye diseases. Visit alleyes.com for more information. With more screen usage and indoor time, myopia, also known as nearsightedness, is increasing and getting worse in children. Now, certified eye doctors can prescribe MySight one day, the first and only FDA-approved soft contact lens to slow myopia progression in age-appropriate children. Visit coopervision.com to find a Brilliant Futures certified eye doctor near you. Welcome to Open Your Eyes Radio. Please listen as I discuss the newest information in the world of health, nutrition, and sports every Saturday morning, 9 a.m. Central Time on AM 1280, The Patriot. Also, please share your thoughts by emailing me at drkerrygelb at gmail.com. That's D-R-K-E-R-R-Y-G-E-L-B at gmail.com. Uh, we went back with today's guest, Dr. Chris Kenobi. Chris is really, last week, it was a tremendous show gave us great information, and we're even going to dive a little deeper today and ask him about some really interesting questions. Uh, Chris has spent many years researching why chronic disease has exploded in the United States and other modern societies. Chris shares his prolific work in his amazing new book, The Ancestral Diet Revolution, How Vegetable Oils and Processed Foods Destroy Our Health and How to Recover. Dr. Kenobi is a physician ophthalmologist, nutrition researcher, published scientist, and speaker. And Chris is the founder and director of both the Ancestral Health Foundation and Cure AMD Foundation. Chris, thanks for joining me again today. Thank you, Carrie. It's an honor and pleasure to be here. I appreciate it. You know, we were talking last week about what's healthy, what's not healthy. And one of the things that we talked about that we were going to talk about is bacon. Is bacon healthy, keeping the oil from bacon healthy to cook with? Uh, can you give us some insight on that? Okay, yes, absolutely. Number one is I would say that bacon could be fantastically healthy as long as the pigs are ancestral, ancestrally raised. Let me tell you why. There, there is, you know, there, there is two, two ways to feed an, an animal just like there is a human. You can either feed them a processed food diet, essentially, um, or, or an inappropriate diet, or you can feed them an, an, an ancestral diet. So we know from studies that go clear back to Tokelau in the 1970s, I believe it was, that 
um, pigs that were fed uh, an ancestral diet and which included coconut had omega-6 linoleic acid, um, the, the, the primary driver of, of oxidation, inflammation, toxicity, and nutrient deficiency in our bodies. Um, the primary driver of that, that LA in, in their body fat was 2%. All right. And, and by the way, it was also at the, in the same studies in Tokelau, in the chickens, it was two and a half percent because they were on an ancestral diet. Now, today we know that these animals that are fed GMO corn and soy, and it doesn't have to be GMO, but they're normally fed corn and soy in concentrated animal feeding operations, CAFOs today, their body fat, LA, linoleic acid is around 20% or can get up to 20%, depends on how long they've consumed th that kind of feed. So if you can, if you're consuming typical grocery store bacon, you're getting 20% and that fat, you're getting 20% omega-6 linoleic acid. That is way, that's 10 times too high um, by my standards. It should be, it should be uh, 2% um, essentially. And, um, uh, but if you, but if you could get pork, you know, uh, that's traditionally raised. So if they're raised on pasture and they're consuming their their native traditional diet, which they're omnivores like like humans, and that's the way chickens are too. If you can get that kind of pork, you will have a very low linoleic acid pork, and you will have a great bacon. So yes, that bacon would be healthy, but good luck finding it it's there's very few places that raise you know uh the, that raise uh pigs this way but you can find them so look if you want to consume pork then i or chicken i would say they they should be ancestrally raised you've got to look for farmers ranchers that raise their animals this way do you know anything offhand any places to get uh, pasture-raised grass-fed beef uh some of the online places or is whole foods the best place to get it or you know do you have any recommendations where to get that kind of food uh yeah so there is there's a number of ways to go about this um you, you can find 100 percent grass-fed beef in whole foods i am not aware that whole foods would ever have ancestrally raised pork or chicken in other words, all those animals are fed corn and soy, even if they say that they're, you know, that they're, uh, uh, you know, raised on pasture, they're still fed corn and soy. Um, if you, there, there, there are some great places all around the, the nation that are raising animals right. Um, for example, one of these is White Oak Pastures uh, in, um, in Georgia, in Bluffton, Georgia. They raise all of these animals uh, traditionally, and uh, this includes cattle, uh, pigs, and chickens, and uh, I think some other uh, animals. I can't remember what else. Maybe even sheep. I'm not. I don't re recall for sure. Um, a, another great example is Wild Idea Buffalo. These are completely wild buffalo that are, you know, that are, uh, you know, killed in the field. Um, th these are animals that are never, they're 100% grass fed, they're wild, they're never vaccinated, they're never given antibiotics or hormones. These are examples, but you can go to, um, I think it's um, uh, uh, eatwild.com 
uh, and you can find sources that are near you where animals are raised uh, traditionally. Um, so you're grass-fed and or traditionally raised animals that are not fed corn and soy. That's what that's the key factor is you want to look for animals that are not fed corn and soy. And there's there's thousands of them. And there probably is, you know, many, many places near everybody listening to this, but the, you've, you've got to go look for them. You know, it's interesting why the these these seed oils make us fat. And we have a system in our body, the endocannabinoid system. And, you know, just like when people uh, smoke marijuana or eat marijuana, they get the munchies because this is activated. And apparently that's the same thing what happens with the seed oils. And that's why seed oils make people hungry because it gives you the munchies similar to, because it affects the endocannabinoid system similar to the way marijuana does. Can you comment on that? I think that's a fascinating, this is fascinating uh, mechanism. Yes, I think uh, there's really, you you summarized it so well, Carrie, that there's really very little for me to add, except to say that, so when when seed oils are broken down, they they uh, the metabolites include anandamide and 2-AG, and these metabolites, um, they are, just as you said, they are uh, uh, cannabinoid-like, and they, they stimulate the uh, endocannabinoid system in the brain exactly the same way as, as, as uh, marijuana uh, does. And, um, and so th this is one of the mechanisms that I believe makes us overeat when you consume seed oils. I think there's multiple mechanisms here, by the way. Another, another is, is that it's, this is damaging to the mitochondria. And another thing is, is that the, the oils are nutrient deficient. And I'm convinced that, you know, we, when we eat food, we are eating to try to satisfy our nutrient requirements. And when you consume processed foods, whether it be, you know, sugar, refined flours or vegetable oils, you are not getting nutrients from that. And your body will, will drive hunger in order to try to secure those nutrients, meaning the vitamins and minerals that your body so desperately needs and is starving for. And you will overeat in order to try to get those minerals up to a point. So there, there comes a point where you, you, know, you will stop eating. But, but if you're consuming substantial processed foods like the huge majority of Americans, you will always be, uh, you will, you'll be uh, overfed and undernourished. I mean, you know, we're missing the vitamins A, D, and K2 that we're getting from these animals, from the regular fats from the animals, and we're not getting from the vegetable oils. And when we come back from the break, I want to talk, I want to talk about that. And I also want to talk about some of the rodent research where, where they show the rodents that are being fed uh, vegetable oils compared to something that's more healthy and what happens to the rodents and how they don't live as long. They live about half, half the, the lifespan and, uh, and they're, and they grow up to about half the size. You know, it gets confusing the word organic, natural, uh, if you see organic natural, does that necessarily mean that it's, uh, pasture raised grass fed? Yeah, absolutely not. So, uh, so it, it, even if animals are, 
uh, are you know fed organic ingredients, they still could be fed organic corn and soy. Now that's certainly better than GMO corn and soy, which is going to contain the um, the, the the poison glyphosate. Um, it's the uh, so, but the, the point is is that you just because a food is organic does not mean it's it's healthy. It's it, it, so you have to be really knowledgeable about your food choices and you have to um, a be knowledgeable about what kinds of oils are in your food if there are any and i'd recommend trying to avoid all of them essentially to, if, to try to keep it simple and number two or going organic is good i try to consume all organic food in order to avoid the gmo products and the glyphosate so there's the, there's the rodent studies, the ones that were fed uh, industrial oils. Could you go over that study? Because that's a really fascinating study that was done. So, all right. So um, during the break, Kerry mentioned that he was going to bring this up. So I turned to this in the book because I, I can't remember all of these uh, numbers and so forth. Um, but I, I have one here, for example, so this was there's this is a study where there was three uh well I'm looking at one of the recent ones here Carrie but there's three uh a study where there was three sets of rodents that were all fed um uh I guess uh, one was cotton one was fed cotton seed and the other one was butterfat the, okay. uh, the are you McCollum oh oh EV McCollum's research okay yes, yeah, yes. yeah 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 so so yeah, that goes back to the 19 teens. Yeah, Evie McCollum uh, did research where they, they were trying to understand uh, th this concept of vitamins, which was very new at that time. It was introduced in 1912 by Casimir Funk. And they were, uh, Evie McCollum and colleagues were, were feeding animals um vegetable oils and or various animal fats and what they found was that the animals that were after weaning for example they took rodents and then after they're weaned which is at approximately 24 days and they put them on uh, uh, uh vegetable oils they would live about half as long and they would be they would they would become they would stop growing uh fairly soon they'd live about half as long their coats would become rough their eyes would become red, their eyes would become matted, um, and they grow to about half the size and live about half as long. Why? Why is this? No vitamins A, D, or K2. And so when you pull those vitamins out of the diet, the, then uh, uh, an animal or a human cannot grow, and they'll become very you know, rapidly sick and degenerate and die. And it doesn't matter if they're a child or an adult, you, in, in, in childhood, we need these vitamins to grow and maintain our health. But in, the, in adulthood, when even when you're not growing, you need these vitamins to maintain your health. They are critical to the uh, production of proteins in our body. And we are constantly making proteins to, re, to renew ourselves. And, and so this is uh, an absolute requirement that you're constantly replenishing your stores of these vitamins. And if you could review the, the different names, there's all different names that they give uh, seed oils or vegetable oils. What, what, can you just review the names so when people see it on the label, 
they know uh, what it could be, the different names, whether edible oils, poofers, polyunsaturated vegetable oils, omega-6 oils, plant oils, uh, you know, and then there's Wesson, Cresco, Mazzola, planters, sunflower, safflower, different types of seed oils. And if, I, if I'm missing any, uh, just fill, fill it in so uh, the, the audience knows uh, that maybe didn't listen to the first segment. So we, we fill them in now. Yes. So the, 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 the high, highly polyunsaturated vegetable oils that are high in omega-6 that you want to avoid would be soybean, corn, canola, cottonseed, rapeseed, grapeseed, sunflower, safflower, rice bran, uh, sesame, and peanut oils, essentially. Um, those are the oils that I would strongly recommend everybody get out of their diet entirely. And so, and Carrie named most of the other the names, but I, you know, if if you're if you're consuming foods that are that come, you know, in a package and they've got ingredients, number one, you've got to be very careful. Number two, you have to know that that you have to be looking for these oils. So, if there's one of these oils in a food like that, I just wouldn't eat it. I got to ask you: Are there any fast food restaurants or any restaurants that use good quality oils? No. Absolutely not. Not that I'm. I'm not aware of any, um, any fast food restaurants. It's it's ironic that you know uh, up until I think it was the late 1980s, um, McDonald's was cooking their French fries in beef tallow, um, and uh, because of push uh, from the the CSPI, the Center for Science and Public Interest, I believe it was they were they were strongly advised to remove the beef tallow again because that in that era we were all told right to get the animal fats out of our diet because they raise your that they contain saturated fats which raise your ldl which causes heart disease and this is you know this of course is is un, untrue unproven and bogus um but anyway so yeah they so they all uh, mcdonald's changed they moved to uh to um to, to cooking in um, vegetable oils. I'm not sure exactly which oil they, they use, if it's always the same, but I think it's soybean oil. You know, I, I got to think that French fries is probably one of the most unhealthy foods we could eat. I agree. I totally agree. Yeah. So let's talk about veganism and vegetarianism. You know, the, the veganism ha is increasing. Uh, there's, there's twice as many vegans now than there were about five years ago. About almost 10 million people in the U.S. are now vegans. Uh, we know that vegans could be, be B12 deficient. Is there, in your opinion, is that a healthy way to eat? Um, no, and I'm, I'm, I'm sensitive to the, to the vegans and the vegetarians and to their desires to, to, I think a lot of them do this because they believe it's the right thing to do for the sake of the, uh, animals. Um, but, um, you know, if you go the vegan route, um, I think it's a, I think it's a dangerous route to go there. Obviously are some people that can tolerate being vegan, um, long-term, I would say the majority cannot, um, and the reason is is because we need to get our vitamins and, and and really our minerals as much as possible from food. But you know, in in the sake of uh, veganism, 
the, you know, if you think about it, there's absolutely no vitamin uh, B12 in any plant food. Uh, and, and so, you know, the, so vegans have to supplement B12 or otherwise it's, it's, it would be the vegan diet is lethal just for that reason alone. But there's also no preformed vitamin A in, in any plant food, right? So there's no vitamin A or retinol preformed vitamin A. There are carotenoids, which can be converted to vitamin A, but some people are extremely poor at this conversion. And in general, only about 4% of the carotenoids can be converted to vitamin A. Um, so, uh, so we have to try to avoid these. Uh, uh, um, are we at 10 seconds? Sorry. No, no, we, got plenty, we got plenty of time. Oh, okay. All right. So the other, the other issues would be there's, you know, you're, you're deficient in vitamin D uh, in the vegan diet. Um, uh, you know, zinc is hard to come by. It's, so there's many reasons that the vegan diet is, is, um, uh, is not densely nutritious. Now, so, but I do believe that you can get the majority of your diet from plant foods and then, um, and then uh, supplement with even just small amounts of animal foods would be the best way to go. Even, so even a, a, like a, a vegetarian who, who gets, uh, uh, you know, the huge bulk of their food from, you know, plant foods and then gets small amounts of, let's just say eggs or milk they actually can do very well like that because they're getting those, those fat-soluble vitamins from, from the uh, animal sources. You know, in the last minute and a half, uh, quickly, if we could talk about raising healthy babies, uh, formula, you know, uh, how do we raise healthy babies to try, you know, are there any formulas, baby formulas that are healthy that don't have these type of oils in it? No. There are no formulas that are healthy in my view. And I think that um, as Sally Fallon of the Weston A. Price Foundation said a long time ago, um, baby formula is the most processed food on the planet. They are essentially seed oils, sugars, um, and, uh, uh, and then vitamins and so forth. And this is the most processed food there, there is. They need to be avoided like the plague. All right, we'll be right back with Chris Kenobi. The All Eyes Visual Hall VRP is a portable vision testing platform that includes visual fields, acuity, color vision testing, pupillometry, and extraocular motility. The visual leverages virtual reality, artificial intelligence, and augmented technologies to enable eye care providers to test for and monitor common eye diseases. Visit alleyes.com for more information. To get your copy of Dr. Chris Kenobi's book, The Ancestral Diet Revolution, how Vegetable Oils and Processed Foods Destroy Our Health, and How to Recover. Go to Amazon.com and learn how to prevent, treat, and often reverse most chronic diseases, including obesity, heart disease, cancer, metabolic syndrome, diabetes, Alzheimer's, macular degeneration, autoimmune disease, anxiety, depression, and much, much more with natural ancestral diets. MacuHealth. Your science-born and tested solutions for visual performance, macular degeneration, and dry eye syndrome. New products coming soon. Embrace the science. We're back with Dr. Chris Kenobi, the author of The Ancestral Diet Revolution, over 13 
hundred references. Fantastic book on keeping you healthy. Chris, do you have any social media that people could look for? Yes. Yeah, so we have um, uh, uh, Facebook pages for Ancestral Health Foundation and Cure AMD Foundation. Those are run by my uh, colleague and uh, co-author, Suzanne Alexander. So um, yeah, those are available. And I want people to know you are a humanitarian. You don't take money from a lot of these things. No, I don't accept any compensation for the work in this area. I, I never have. I decided uh, a long time ago that uh, I needed to be in this for the people. And that's why I do this. This is, uh, my, my motives are altruistic. Um, and I just felt it was important not to, for, uh, not to accept compensation for initially what seemed you know to be such a drastic uh, uh change in advice about our about our food and uh and i and i i plan to uh continue that you know about 63 percent of our food is processed and you went through the four processed foods the trans fats the refined grains and sugars and of course the the poofers the the, the dangerous oils which is worse sugar or inflammatory oils or refined flour? Yeah, so the way I view this primarily, um, Carrie, and I have a, this is based primarily on a lot of evidence. Um, anybody that actually knows my work, and if you read this book, you'll see that I'm a data junkie. Um, I, I, I live by data, and if, if I can't you know, back up um, a, a, a belief system or a thesis or a hypothesis with, uh, with data, then I don't think it's valid. And, um, but anyway, uh, I, I, the way I view this is that sugars and refined flours, the main problem with them is that they're nutrient deficient and they are a problem. They contribute to, to the nutrient deficiency of, the, uh, of westernized diets. But in contrast, the vegetable oils, as I have said before, um, they are highly pro-oxidative, pro-inflammatory, toxic, and nutrient deficient. You put those four pillars of hazard together and you have the recipe for metabolic disaster and uh, all of this chronic disease, coronary heart disease, cancers, metabolic syndrome, diabetes, macular degeneration, you know, whatever, almost anything else you want to name. So... So it is, it is the vegetable oils that are the main drivers of this. And I have a fair amount of evidence that I, that I have presented, and, and it's, it's in this book to try to back that up. And, other, and, and for example, we've seen in various populations in the United States, in Australia, in the United Kingdom, uh, Israel, and Japan, um, one or all of these, you get total calories, carbohydrates, and sugar going down while vegetable oils go up and you see obesity, diabetes, cancers, um, macular degeneration going through the roof. So right at the exact same time that sugars are going down in the food supply, for example, we see all of these conditions, obesity, diabetes, uh, cancers, and macular degeneration going going through the roof. So why is that? Well, again, it's because the, the vegetable oils, I believe, are the primary drivers of all of this chronic disease. You know, it's, 
you know, you've really been able to show through your research and your lectures, because I've seen your lectures, I've read your books, uh, that once the vegetable oils have been introduced into the American diet, that's when all these chronic diseases have gone up. Just like you said, stroke, cardiovascular disease. The first heart attack wasn't until 1912. You know, right. I, I think that that was the first reported heart attack. I don't think people know that. And now the number one cause of death is heart attacks. Second is cancer. There was basically no cancer before uh, 1865 until these oils were introduced into our diet. And still the American Heart Association and other associations are saying, well, lower your cholesterol by eating these oils at Harvard. And, uh, and we're finding that through your research and and when we look at native areas that these are the places that don't eat these oils are living healthy they're living longer and they're doing better but i did promise before the the break to go over your 10 rules to be healthy so let's start with your first one and this is the easy one avoid polyunsaturated fatty acids these inflammatory oils uh, a small comment on that we've been talking a lot about that yeah so Again, just you want to avoid uh, all of the highly polyunsaturated oils. Again, um, soybean, corn, canola, cottonseed, rapeseed, grapeseed, sunflower, safflower, rice bran, and probably avoid peanut and sesame oils. It, again, folks, it's just easier to avoid all the oils. I don't see a reason to include these in your diet. And it's easy to get them out if you, uh, if you're, I mean, you have to be vigilant, but it's, it's an easy concept to eliminate oils. And it's about 20% of our diet, the American diet, and about a third of the processed foods. So there's a lot of work to be done by Americans to get this out of their diet. And a lot of it is, it's snuck in. It's in it's in salad dressings. You don't even realize it's in these things. So I always recommend people eat, what they eat should have one ingredient. If you start eating things with 40 ingredients that I can't pronounce as, as a doctor, and I know Chris can pronounce it, but I can't pronounce it, don't eat it. So the second one on the, again, Chris, you were going to say something. Yo, I was just going to uh, mention that, um, yeah, I, it's one of the, a, a huge problem with people's belief system about vegetable oils is, is they say, oh, well, I'm not, I'm not putting any oils in my, vegetable oils in my food. And what they don't realize is that they could be consuming um, five tablespoons of vegetable oil. This is typical for Americans, five or six tablespoons of vegetable oil per day. And yet they've never poured any vegetable oil in their, into their food and they don't have any vegetable oils in their house. They get them all from processed foods, restaurant foods, and fast foods. That's where they're coming from. And if, if you look, every single, almost every single processed food on the planet that has an oil, they're almost all vegetable oils. You'll almost never see processed foods that have beef tallow or butter in them. I, look at the labels. It's 99.99% of them are, you know, are not animal fats, they're vegetable oils. I have to ask you about plant burgers. You know, there's these, these yeah. imitation meat with these plant burgers. Make a comment on that for us. Yes, so the, the plant burgers, Again, these are this is a this is dangerous territory territory because the the omega six linoleic acid in those plant burgers I think was fifteen point six percent if I recall right. Uh, again, that would be compared to a natural beef burger 
um, would be around that omega six would be around two two and a half percent of of the fat. So again, it's another source of getting omega six. We're just we're just inundated with sources of omega six. Uh, again, coming from the the oils and the improperly raised uh, chicken and pigs and uh, these kind of things like these these beef these uh, plant burgers. You know, and you also talk about how it destroys mitochondria, these these linoleic acid, these inflammatory oils, uh, and we need mitochondria for our energy. Yes, so that's a very long story, but in 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 essence, um, I'll just try to uh, say that um, uh, when you consume high omega six in your diet, the um, you will fill up your uh, your mitochondrial inner inner mitochondrial membranes and your cellular membranes and your body fat with omega six linoleic acid, and this will cause a catastrophic lipid peroxidation cascade. And what, one of the things that happens in this is it'll devastate a molecule called cardiolipin, cardiolipin in your inner mitochondrial membrane. And this will result in a leaky inner mitochondrial membrane, which will leak hydrogen protons. And those protons are normally used to phosphorylate ADP, adenosine diphosphate, to ATP, adenosine triphosphate, which is the cellular energy currency. That's our, our fuel. And so you will break down your mitochondria and they will become, the powerhouse of your cells will become devastated by the consumption of these oils. And this has been shown in many studies. And this has been worked out by, by scientists that, that, uh, that have investigated this uh, for years. So very dangerous to your mitochondria. And this yeah. is why, one, one, one thing, this, uh, this is why many uh, researchers have shown that all of these diseases, obesity, heart disease, diabetes, metabolic syndrome, macular degeneration, they're all connected by one thing, mitochondrial dysfunction. Why are they connected by mitochondrial dysfunction? Because we are poisoning our mitochondria with omega-6 fat coming from vegetable oils. And if I could add uh, depression and fatigue into that as well. Absolutely. So number two on our on our 10-point plan is animal fats are best for cooking. Uh, quickly, uh, as we're getting close to the break, uh, we talked a little bit about that, but just a comment on animal fats best for cooking. Yes, yeah, so animal fats will be uh, that are naturally raised, naturally fed, not GMO corn and soy fed or just corn and soy fed. They'll be low in linoleic acid. They will be healthy to cook with. That's what we should be cooking with. Right, And, and the next one is to eliminate processed food. 63% of our food is processed. You talked about the four categories of processed foods we need to eliminate. Right. Right. We've got to get, you know, that's that sugars, refined flours, vegetable oils and trans fats. We need to try to get those out of our diets. And number three is eliminate refined sugars and flours. Chris. Yeah. So, uh, again, those, as I mentioned before, those are, in, in my view, primarily nutrient deficient foods and they will contribute to nutrient deficiency. Uh, so if you're if you're consuming vegetable oils and nutrient deficient foods that's the that's the worst recipe for disaster so again i'm uh, uh, i'm not a fan of consuming you know substantial amounts of sugars or refined flours next is we must have sources of vitamin k2 a and d 
And where would we get these sources? Right. So those sources, again, they come um, they come exclusively from animal sources almost. Um, so it, you can get vitamins A, D, and K2 from uh, from animal meats, um, but you you need more than I believe in order to sufficiently supply those. You need more than just beef, for example, and you certainly can't get them from just from pork or, or chicken. Um, and so you will need to um, have denser supply uh, supplies in your diet for those vitamins. And that would be things like organ meats. Liver would be the very best. That's the, the most nutrient deficient, I'm uh, sorry, nutrient sufficient food on the planet. So small amounts of liver in the diet is fantastic. Even just, I would recommend for most people, a half an ounce to an ounce a day, or you can get that every few days or once a week even, but, but uh, about a half an ounce to an ounce a day of beef liver that's 100% that's grass-fed is excellent. Other great sources of these fat-soluble vitamins, um, eggs, whole, uh, raw, unpasteurized milk, um, butter, um, uh, seafood uh, are, are good sources of these. And you can get vitamins A and D from cod liver oil, but I wouldn't recommend that as the first source. I would recommend trying to get Get the uh, get these vitamins from the animal sources again, like liver, eggs, butter, um, uh, uh, beef, and seafood would be the Next. first. Next is whole foods, plant tubers, yams, taro beans, whole grains. Uh, yeah, so so I I believe that you the evidence shows clearly that populations. Uh, do very well on these kinds of diets uh, that include, um, you know, uh, fruits, vegetables, grains, um, lentils, legumes. Um, these kinds of foods can be very healthy when well tolerated. And, uh, and I don't believe it's necessary to go low carb in order to be healthy. It's clear that Many, many populations, uh, for example, all of the Asian populations historically consumed very high carbohydrate diets and were exceedingly healthy. So you can you can be healthy consuming these these foods. Now, not everybody can tolerate those, but in general, um, those can be excellent sources of food. So again, I would go if you go with grains, I would recommend going whole grains and always look for um, for organic sources of these. You know, you talked about the Asian countries. There were studies in Japan where Japan started eating like us, and the people, they, the oils came into their to their food system, and they started getting sick like us. Absolutely. So, so Japan is one. It, it to me is the quintessential uh, nation to illustrate these points because the Japanese. Uh, everybody knows that the Japanese were exceedingly healthy, and the evidence shows this. It's it's quite quite well detailed um, up through about 1960, and and uh, but then their you know their diets began to change. And um, in 1950, the Japanese consumed only um, two to three grams. I think it was three grams of oils per day. Um, by 1961, they were at nine grams a day, and by 2004. I believe it was, they were at 39 grams a day. 
And in Japan, um, they're, uh, for example, between 1961 and about 2010, I believe it was, um, their calories went down, way down. Um, uh, uh, their carbohydrates went down and their sugar went down after 1989. But obesity in men during that period doubled, went from about 16% to 31.2%. Um, breast cancer went up fivefold in women, multiple cancers went up multifold. Um, diabetes increased between the night between about 1954 and 2007, I believe it was. Diabetes increased 345 fold, and age-related macular degeneration (AMD) increased from about 0.2 percent in the late 1970s to. 16.3%, I believe it was by 2013. That's an 82 fold increase in macular degeneration. So all of these are tied directly to and correlated strongly to the increase in vegetable oils. And let's go number seven, uh, safe sun, exercise and sleep. So people think sun is bad for us. Is sun really bad for us? Now, obviously we don't want to get burnt, but you know, there's been a book that was written by Grant, and he showed that it was like 300, 300, there's a three, 300 people would die from not enough sun, and from, and, and only one person would die if they were out in the sun too much. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that, that, that book is called Embrace the Sun, if I remember right. I think that's right. And it's by, by uh, Grant and Sorensen. And yes, they did show that for... For every single death that uh, that occurs due to sun overexposure, there are 324 to 329 deaths from sun underexposure. And it's not just about vitamin D, and you cannot fix this by taking vitamin D supplements. Um, so, so, yes, we need to embrace the sun. There's a tremendous value in getting sunlight on our unprotected skin. And this is, does, not, does not mean to be burnt, but it's good to get sunlight regularly uh, and sufficiently to get your vitamin D. 90% of the vitamin D that we're getting uh, is coming from sunlight. And this is an incredible statistic to me because we've been told to avoid the sun, to protect our skin, to wear long sleeves, to wear hats, uh, uh, wear sunscreen, and yet we're still getting 90% of our, of our vitamin D um, from sunlight. So it is, you know, but vitamin D deficiency is a pandemic and it contributes massively to this problem. Now you can get vitamin D from food sources. The best ones would be uh, fatty fish uh, that are wild caught and, um, uh, you know, cod liver oil would be uh, a source for that. But I the best source is good old sunlight on your unprotected skin. And sunlight, you know, uh, you make melatonin, which is such an important uh, molecule in, in, the, in the mitochondria. We, 90% of the melatonin is actually made in the mitochondria. And that's very important. Yes, absolutely. That, that uh, yeah, the sunlight helps to drive mitochondrial health. That's a... That's a complex topic, but um, but you know the sunlight is a lot more than just the UV. It's also the infrared, 
and that is incredibly valuable to the uh, to, to mitochondrial function. And the the last two is eat organic. I know we talked about we talked a little bit about exercises on your list, sleep, which is important. But what happens if you can't afford grass-fed beef? You know, some people can't afford that. As we're in the last thirty seconds, if you could, uh, before we finish up. Yeah, so if you cannot afford grass-fed beef, um, I would still just go with the CAFO-fed beef uh, and not CAFO-raised chicken and pork would be the better way to go. Again, because it'll be very low in omega-6 linoleic acid. It'll still be only around 2.5 or 3%, 3.5% omega-6 linoleic acid. So CAFO-raised beef, like gr grocery store beef, would be would be the next best option for people. And we didn't get a chance to talk much about macular degeneration a little bit, but you you did show that macular degeneration is related to these oils. Yeah, so we've studied that in 25 nations, and the correlation is extremely strong in all of those nations between increasing vegetable oil consumption and increasing age-related macular degeneration. It, it, it's a scientific fact. I want to thank Dr. Chris Kenobi for joining me today. If people want to find out more about you and your work, how could they do that? Well, thank you, Carrie. Yes. So um, uh, number one would be uh, consider getting this book, um, uh, The Ancestral Diet Revolution. It will be available, we hope, right around the end of uh, uh, April uh, next month. And um, we have uh, two foundation websites or will have we one is up and running that's been there for years that's cureamd.org and then we'll have ancestralhealthfoundation.org um, and um, that, that's the best ways to reach us dr chris thank you for joining me today this is dr kerry gill for open your eyes radio on am 1280 the patriot Your eyes and your vision are under attack, damaging blue light from the sun. Your phone, your computer, your tablet, even light bulbs and car headlights is constantly bombarding you. The good news is our eyes actually already have a line of defense to counter the effects of blue light. This defense is made up of three pigments called carotenoids. MacuHealth with Micromicel, the only supplement with the exclusive patent on all three macular carotenoids and micromycel technology. The All Eyes Visual All VRP is a portable vision testing platform that includes visual fields, acuity, color vision testing, pupillometry, and extraocular motility. The visual leverages virtual reality, artificial intelligence, and augmented technologies to enable eye care providers to test for and monitor common eye diseases. Visit alleyes.com for more information. Fitting multifocal contact lenses presents a big opportunity to meet patient needs while growing your practice. Alcon is your partner, not only with our innovative portfolio, but through e-learning. Learn to enhance your multifocal strategy today with the Alcon Experience Academy. OIE Broadcasting is the emerging leader in social media. We use scientific entertainment to drive more patients into your office. Visit OIEBroadcasting.com and sign up today. Since I bought Safe For You, my dad makes me clean his boat. It's natural and it's a good product. 
Every time I go back to school, my mom always makes sure that I have my Safe For You products. I bring extra and my roommates certainly don't mind. It's a good thing I had Safe For You to clean up after this little guy. When my hands get dry, I like to wash them with Safe For You. And most importantly, the reason why I buy Safe For You is because it's safe for me and you.